Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Hey, showtime. And they say that. And they say that. And they say that. We are the best. We are the best. Jordan Jisker coming in live here with Sportscast Radio, uh, bringing my new co-host in. Uh, it was only Amp that I had to do the uh, do the DJ Khaled as it goes along with his uh, his his surname and uh, Twitter handle. Uh, I got Mr. Tommy Weeda on the hand. Tommy, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, man. P- appreciate the song. <laughs> you, you know, you know, we gotta we gotta amp it up, man. We we go custom. You know, it's a, it's a new era. It's a it's a it's a new era for 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 what I'm hoping is going to be a long running uh, you know host and co-host experience here. And then um, you know, lots of new eras uh, in in the sports world. We're gonna we're gonna touch on some that are gonna be beginning here. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit of baseball, a little bit of basketball. And then uh, maybe some real MVPs and, and touch on who knows what else comes to happen in this in, in this hot hour. Um, but uh, other than that, welcome aboard, sir. Welcome aboard. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. So so obviously, uh, I think you were our first actual call in. I think I booked with you and Ryan, which is kind of cool. And we had you go ham on some twins and some baseball stuff. Um, I think it's only uh, correct that we go baseball to start uh, your your new tenure with Strong Style Media. Um, so I, I figure maybe we would touch on uh, you know the the obvious big free agent signings of Manny Machado and uh, and one Bryce Harper. Um, certainly, a couple guys that will not be uh, asking to borrow money anytime soon. <laughs> so, what, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the uh, the free agency? Um, besides Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, I have to say MLB free agency is pretty lackluster. Um, dating back to last season, there's a lot of guys that are still out there looking for contracts like Dallas Keuchel, um, some other names as well. But, uh, Bryce Harper got what he wanted. He got the biggest contract, um, ever. (laughs) Um, and Manny Machado got what he wanted too. And I think what helps with he was more so looking for um, somewhere where he can commit, but not quite, since he has an opt-out in his contract. Um, you know, in relation to Harper, Harper has no opt-out. Harper has uh, no trade clause. So he is a Philly boy, for life, it sounds like. Uh, so hopefully that works out for Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, I think uh, it worked out for both of them. Uh, staggering numbers, obviously. Uh, I think Machado got a nice, uh, what was it, three hundred uh, million dollars uh, flat, and then uh, mm-hmm. Harper comes in over the top with an extra ten percent on top of that, getting that three thirty. Um, like you said, no trade, uh, no trade clause. Um, I was reading some of the bonuses that Boris uh, got put in for him. Uh, he gets, uh, looks like he gets fifty grand for being an All Star, which I think is automatic given any sort of potential injury. Uh, gold glove, 50 grand, silver slugger, 50 grand. Uh, if he gets MVP, he gets 500,000. 
Um, if he finishes, I think first or a second or third, I think he still gets a little cut. Uh, and then there's also obviously the World Series MVP uh, potential there as far as it goes. Uh, oddly enough, that one's only uh, only a hundred thousand. I feel like if he, if he actually makes that difference uh, <laughs> and they end up doing doing a title run, I think uh, if he's the MVP of, of a World Series year, I think that that's got to be worth more than that, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, we're we talk about World Series. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I could ever say Manny Machado if we're gonna see him in a World Series now. <laughs> But uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of fans I've seen have said, "Wow, Manny Machado chose the uh, West Coast Baltimore Orioles," and I <laughs> would say that's inaccurate because I mean San Diego going into this season, they have the uh, top um, minor league system in the league, and most of the players you're going to see uh, at the major league level this year. So um, I. I, uh, it's it's hard for me to say if uh, you know San Diego will turn that into success or not, but um, I definitely think with the Phillies, um, they have a lot of good young pieces like Rice Hoskins, um, and they have uh, you know some ace uh, ace and Jake Arrieta, excuse me. Um, but I, I ultimately think uh, the National League East is definitely up for grabs. Uh, the Nationals are uh, um, you know, in my opinion, I think they're on the decline, but I could be wrong with that. Um, the Mets, you know, I don't have to say anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting. Um, Harper's already uh, at the top of the market with the uh, jersey sales with Philadelphia, and he hasn't even uh, played a game at Citizens Bank Park yet in that jersey. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I believe his first at bat in uh, in spring was uh, a, a walk, if I recall. Um, let's see. Looking at uh, last year's finishing numbers, the Padres finished at a paltry uh, 66 and 96. So uh, a little room for improvement. If Machado can add, um, you know, 10 wins, that puts them right there with the with the Giants. You know, like that's that's not saying much either, considering the Giants' year last year. Um, was there any surprises when you, when it came down to some of these final, final hunts, uh, with these, uh, with these teams, did you, did you think the Dodgers were going to, were going to get the, the Bryce Harper at the, at the, the 25th hour or, um, or, or, you know, a surprise team, you heard the Sox in the, in the, in the hunt for a while there. Was it, was there a, a sign where you thought this, they were going to go elsewhere? I thought it was, um, surprising to me that he did not end up a Dodger. And the reason is, is uh, I I really feel like the Dodgers kind of screwed themselves a little bit when they decided to show out Yasiel Puig to Cincinnati. And that really kind of told me that, I mean, I mean, obviously they were looking to land him and they ended up not doing that. Um, And it it really burns for them losing Puig because that's their uh, top hitters. And they didn't even get a better hitter out of it. So um, I also think the, the Giants hopped in. Um, they kind of hopped in. Uh, they turned out to be anything super serious. But um, you know, just to throw a hand in it, it's just last uh, Giants move. And uh, it may be an odd. There. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's it, yeah. There was there was a lot of names getting jumping around a little bit, and and 
Yeah, you know, the Puig move still does kind of blow my mind. It's obviously still being a young talent, has a lot of, uh, a lot of legs still in him. Um, you know, there was, there was that brief, uh, brief moment where, where our twins were actually rumored to be in the hunt. Did you buy that at all? We have is so wide open, and um, no one's really in the build agency as much. So, um, you know, I'm done with but we'll get this one later. Yeah, so obviously, I want to talk a little bit about uh, obviously our bread and butter, the, the old Minnesota, the old Minnesota Twins. Um, you know, you being the avid baseball fan, you have kind of the rotate uh, the rotation on lock, and I figured maybe we'd touch upon probably one of our our sketchy parts of the lineup this year. Um, in my opinion, it's always going to be the pitching staff. Uh, I, I think uh, we've been in trouble, and we're still recovering from the Rick Anderson years. Uh, what what are we going to do this year with our pitching staff? Um, so it all starts with the rotation, and Major League Baseball these days they don't ask for the same kind of performances that it, as it used to be, uh, you know, starters going seven, even seven innings, seven, eight innings, uh, nine innings. Uh, the Burt Blyven days are over. Um, it, it's more centralized around the bullpen, uh, which we can talk about in another episode. But I want to really focus on my starters this year. Um, top three starters for sure. I mean, Jose Barrios was named the uh, opening day starter. He's going to be our lockdown ace this year. Um, I really think it's, uh, you know, if you're a Twins fan and you've been watching Barrios, you got to be thinking that he's been performing at a, at a um, decent level, but there's, there, there's just something more that he hasn't touched yet. And this could be a big year for him. Um, and another guy, Michael Neda, the Twins signed him last year, a one-year really low deal, um, of a low-risk, uh, high-reward situation. He was a solid starter for the Yankees. Um, he had a, a lot of low issues, arm issues. He uh, re- recovered all last year off Tommy John against time on the field. Uh, years old, you're you're kind of cutting out a little bit, guy. Are you are you by chance browsing while 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 trying to talk? Oh no. Oh, weird. I'm, I'm getting some yeah, weird we- cutout. You're kind of sounding like Optimus Prime at, at moments there. Um, So, (laughs) no, so you're you're talking about Michael Pineda, uh, formerly the Yankees, uh, Pine Tar Pineda, as uh, as, uh, some people like to call him. Uh, (laughs) Yep. That's what most people remember that um, playoff game. Yeah. So, so Pineda comes in. Uh, you know, this is a low, low risk contract as far as it goes. He, he's obviously what we're considering our wild card. Um, if, if you had to place him in the lineup, you know, with our starters right now, what, what are we looking at? We're looking at Barrios as the one. Are we going to go Gibson and Odorizzi mm-hmm. or are we going to go Pineda, uh, Pineda fourth? Or who, how is that order going to cycle out? So I think um, either going to go Pineda, Gibson for two. But I think Tom Gibson earned that number two after last season. We stepped up probably his best season. It could still, you know, the money for a free agent. There's still a good amount of Joe Gonzalez, Wade Miley, uh, Clay Buchholz. So 
Yeah, that should be it. Should be an interesting lineup going into uh, going into the fall. I'm unsure if uh, if it's going to be uh, something that we're going to be proud of. If it's going to be something that'll surprise us. Um, you know, obviously these pitchers and one thing that we've struggled with is obviously potentially having some run support. Uh, hopefully the bats can give them that because if we don't get anything behind them, um, still some of these guys are kind of young and prone to those, those, those head case issues. You know, if they, if they go in where they're, you know, uh, already down runs or, or, you know, if, if we can't get anything going, even when they're having a good start, that can have an effect on them. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, the Twins' offense—they're uh, pretty set. Um, I think anything—it's uh, going to come down to pitching, uh, but uh, they all kind of deal with Twins. He's been dealing with some uh, injuries the last a few years, um, but he's uh, been working with John Santana this spring, and uh, I saw a video that showed the mechanics and how um, almost I identically similar they are to uh Johan's so but let's uh let's temper that because he's not going to be a 2004 Cy Young Award winner by any means um but you know it's just another arm to uh help out the twins rotation if they need it uh one one can hope one can hope we get a Cy Young Award winner again um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and anytime, I mean, Santana's probably the, actually the last Twins jersey I actually purchased. Um, and now I've hit the age old uh, deal where I just won't purchase a, um, I won't purchase a jersey of anybody younger than me at this point. Just can't do it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, so I a, guess uh, I'll both... Max Kepler. Sorry. <laughs> I purchased a Max Kepler jersey a couple years ago. I paid he got an extension this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's uh, what do you think the bigger uh, who's got the potential to have uh, most wins right, right off the bat? These these guys, you know, people say it's not a stat that matters for pitchers. In my head, it still does because it shows their value of actually getting out there and, and controlling games um, while they're while they're on the mound. Who's who's going to be leading the team in wins at the end of the season? Oh, that's. There's a lot of factors that go into uh, wins and losses, honestly. Um, you know, a guy could have a um, an ERA below three and he could lose, you know, 12 games due to lack of run support. Um, so that's, it's really hard to say. Um, I, I know the Twins are going to be looking towards uh, Barrios definitely to help him with that. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. Between, I would say uh, my guess, my guess could be uh, Barrios and maybe even Pineda if he stays healthy. There you go. I I want to see a healthy Pineda. I want to see I like it. And I want to see guys that just can go out there. I know we're not going to get seven and eight innings out of them, but if I can if I can get seven innings most most of the times out of these guys, I'd be pretty happy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll be talking more, more of the MLB, the Twins, uh, all throughout the season, uh, especially with you on board. Um, might maybe, uh, maybe pick, uh, pick a couple sticks, maybe go to a couple games. Who, who knows what's going to happen here? We'll, 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 we'll make some things happen as long as that goes. Um, you know, a lot of accolades go with, um, you know, wins and losses and, and actually, uh, you know, switching uh, to, the, to the hardwood. Um, I want to talk about LeBron James and uh, his effect on the, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, formerly of Minneapolis. 
and uh, <laughs> and I want to uh, I, I I wrote some stats down, which which kind of uh, blow my mind when I think about the last ten games, both with and without LeBron. Uh, they are three and seven without LeBron in the last 10, uh, 10 games. And they are two and eight with LeBron, uh, including a 42 point loss to Indianapolis. In- I, I look at that as the guy, you know, obviously he just surpassed uh, Michael Jordan in scoring, um, you know, and I look at that and I just, I, I wonder how that can be, you know what I mean? Where, where that killer instinct mm-hmm. is or isn't, or how the, the, the change is made for a guy uh, who is touted as the best player in the NBA. Uh, any, any thoughts early on as far as this goes with, with, with your LeBron fandom over the year? Um, so first of all, I'm just want to point out that Indianapolis is a pretty good team this year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they lost but, uh, by 42. You know, okay, yeah, <laughs> losing by 42, that's a different story. That That's unacceptable no matter if you're the Suns playing the Warriors or, you know. Um, but uh, honestly, I, I think the ship started to sink uh, as soon as LeBron um, and his loose lips shared the fact that Anthony Davis might be a, a thing coming to L.A. Because that, I mean – a lot of people overlook team chemistry, and um, if there was any at that point, it was it was killed. And I, I also think another reason why the Lakers uh, have struggled this year, um, I, you know, Lonzo Ball really is a different dynamic for that offense, um, and he's been out for a good portion of the season. And now he's out for good. I saw the other day. Yep. Um, yep. So, and Brandon Ingram is out. Um, I think. There's just issues with, um, is Walton the issue? Um, people can say that, but I honestly really think it's, it all was, it all reached a climax when, uh, the Anthony Davis saga happened. And, you know, it's really, it's weird to see, it's weird to think that how many years in a row has LeBron made the playoffs, like 13, 14, something just absurd. Oh Yeah. And we're not going to see any playoff LeBron. Playoff mode deactivated. <laughs> yeah, he gets to take, uh, you know, and, and maybe honestly, that's probably maybe for the better. He's played a lot of minutes, you know, between the Olympics, the playoffs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why he has 32,000 points, um, uh, you know, coming direct from high school. A lot of minutes on the body. Um, mm-hmm. But but still, you know, you, you, you talk about that chemistry and the fact that the team was literally about to trade everybody and their mother to get Anthony Davis. And I, I think there was a game in Philadelphia where, like, uh, where Brandon Ingram was shooting a free throw. And I think the crowd was chanting, LeBron's going to trade you. Yeah. It yep. was one of the most <laughs> gruesome things I've ever witnessed in sports. Like, I, you know... You know, it, it was the polar opposite of the experience that Derrick Rose had back in Chicago this year when they're cheering MVP. No, no, your teammate is going to trade you is the chant that's going on while you're doing a free throw. I, I would have clanked that one for sure. Um, uh, you know, I I think a lot of it stems just from, you know, what we expect from LeBron. Um, you know, if he's not happy with the team, he's ready to just throw out the entire team and start over. Um, and he has, he does have, I mean, if, if 
you are an individual who tries to say that LeBron doesn't have that much say in the front office, then obviously uh, you might be a little delusional because, you know, through the years, whether it was with the Cavs or the Heat, um, you know, he uh, definitely had a lot of say. And But they couldn't land Anthony Davis, so it well, you kind know, of threw him for a loop. That's that's very true, and that that's I'll, I'll still say that definitely had an effect. Uh, Ryan j- chimed in on the uh, on, on a text message here and, and quoted uh, def- uh, defensive statistics with Lonzo Ball. Uh, that is a fact. They're definitely playing poor defense. Mm-hmm. However, watching that Phoenix game where where Kyle Kuzma pushed LeBron to get him to play some defense, that blew my mind. Uh, you know, leadership matters. And if you want somebody to play defense, you got to do it from the top down. LeBron has always been a guy that can make plays. You know, I'm used to seeing him slap balls uh, and chase down blocks. Um, you know what I mean? It's not the same guy. And I don't know if mm-hmm. it's an age thing or if it's, a, if it's a motivation thing or if he's phoning in at this point, but it's, it's occurred. And, and you're absolutely correct when it comes to, to him and his attitude uh, especially when it comes to the front office. If you remember in Cleveland, he had David Blatt fired. And mm-hmm. not only was he fired, but they had the second best record in the league at the time. They, you know what I mean? They were the second or second best in the East rather, you know, mm-hmm. how do you get a coach who is second best uh, in the, in the league uh, canned? And then not only that, you get him replaced by a guy who's famous for getting stepped over by Allen flipping Iverson. All right. Teron Lou. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how, how people, uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of criticism about locker room cancers and, and people who want to win. But at the end of the day, you look at, uh, you look at Kobe Bryant, and he took a team of scrubs uh, to the playoffs, all right, and put them on his back. Guys like Rodmanovich and, 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 and the machine, who we always joke about. You know, uh, Sasha, uh, and if, 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 if it was going to be um, Jeff Van Gundy, it'd be like Vujicic, Vujicic, you know, uh, but, but Sasha Vujicic gets a lot of love, okay? There's, there's a reason why you got to have that, 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 uh, that Mamba, that Mamba mentality that we know when you're going to play in, in Los Angeles. You got to have, you got to have that passion that, that guys like Magic Johnson brought when, you know, he's celebrating a, a, a win, his, his, his rookie game, hugging Kareem, uh, who is the point leader, by the way. You got, you got th- literally the, 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 top four, uh, the top four players of the uh, NBA scoring leaders are all Lakers at some point or another. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is obviously at the top. Uh, you know, Carl Malone, one-time Laker, number two. Uh, number three is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant will obviously be passed by LeBron James. And if he does it in a loss, like he did uh, against uh, against uh, you know uh, the other night, I, I'm not uh, I'm not going to say it's it's going to be good. I, I don't I can't imagine the Laker faithful cheering that that statistic um, in 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 any in any way shape or form because that goes against the the legacy. I uh, 100% agree. I will say the fans that just got a new jersey this season will be cheering. But the Laker fans that have been there through the really uh, tough years this past decade, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, it'll be something that there's on pins and needles waiting to happen. Um, another thing I uh, really even related, but Ron James really uh, taught everyone a lesson, and he decided to post on social 
media, playoff mode, you know you're going to get done. Just take social media to until it's done. There's your two cents from Tommy Wiener. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of Jeff Van Gundy, actually, during the Boston game last night, uh, another Laker loss, by the way, 120-107 uh, against the longtime rivals. Uh, you did get to, see, get to see some Kyrie talk afterwards, so maybe that, uh, that marriage and reunition will occur. Um, maybe it'll be the equivalent if, if Kobe and Shaq got back together. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I won't be mad at it if it does. However, uh, at one point during <laughs> during the game, Jeff Van Gundy says, uh, "I think it. I think in the off season they need to rebuild this roster right." And to me, it would be to trade for an Anthony Davis, or I think they need to explore explore trading LeBron and getting as much for him as they can. <laughs> Mark Jackson at one point in the game says, "What are you doing? Seriously?" It, it was one of the most weird things I ever heard in a basketball game. I love Jeff Van Gundy, but that. That was an outlandish thing, and if that trade occurred, it would blow my mind. Um, they, you know, it's, if you if you think about it, though, like what could you get back for LeBron? Honestly, you could get all. You know, I, I see uh, Van Gundy. Obviously, it's pretty crazy thing. You know, you just went all to get him, and, uh, and you trade him. And, yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. So you got you figure you got three, maybe four years left of LeBron, uh, barring any potential injury. Uh, I think that I think you you know if you're trading a guy that's going to give you tw- uh, damn near a triple double every night with his ability, if he can maintain the production that he is, you know that's kind of scary considering uh, you you would you would give a, a first rounder or multiple first rounders for, for somebody who's well into their thirties. It's kind of scary when you think about that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I mean, it's like he's age. I mean, maybe this season, uh, you know, he, uh, a hand injury that kept him for a while. Yeah. I can't think exactly. Uh, Yeah. He's got, he had the, the, the groin bit for a little bit there. Yeah, and, um, you know, looking at the past years, you haven't really seen LeBron uh, hindered by a lot of injuries in general. So, kind of maybe question if he if he is having uh, some age creep up on him. But I think it's more so answer for next season um, because this has just been a brain wreck for So, uh, from, from one flailing franchise to another, um, Yesterday, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat uh, the New York Knicks. However, earlier in the week, uh, uh, Jimmy Dolan, who's no stranger to getting into it with fans or, or obviously having, um, you know, people challenge his, uh, his, his ownership abilities, uh, had a little something uh, occur with somebody as he was leaving a game. Uh, I got a little uh, clip that was on TMZ, uh, and, and we'll just play it and listen to it and uh, get your thoughts. Team. You want to not come to any more games? Why? Yeah, that's rude. It's an opinion. Yeah, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching them on TV. Him. Him. What? 
Bring him, yeah, him, hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Now, I, I don't know who Kevin is and why that guy's getting held for him, but that, secu- that security guard was, was pointing him out and, and holding the earpiece. Like, uh, if, you, if you ever see the, uh, what is it, head of state with uh, Chris Rock, where, where he screams out security, and then Robin Givens gets snatched up, and you hear that little scream like, ah! I, I imagine that's what's going to happen to that guy uh, as Jimmy Dolan's uh, New York Knicks security gets at him. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, what's funny? Go ahead. Sorry. No, you, you know, you Sorry. saw the exchange. He says, sell the team to the, you know, he says, the fan shouts at him, sell the team. And he says, it's rude. He's like, no, it's, it's an opinion. He's like, it's not an opinion. It's rude. Like, what? Jimmy, the calm part, down. But. I, when I initially saw the video, I didn't hear the part where uh, the fan goes, it's an opinion. And finds, no, it's not. It's, it's like, what is it, what is, I'm pretty sure that's an opinion. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, right. I don't know, too much of a too much of a trip for none. He needs to the team, but I, I I would love it if uh, in week next game where there's another game, that's where um to see the team. Oh, my God! Yes, dude, that would be nuts. Like I'm sure he gets booed already. I'm sure Spike boos oh, him. Yeah. I'm sure everybody boos him. But uh, but yeah, you know, speaking of chance, if we can get a sell the team chant going for the New York Knicks when uh, when Jimmy have, Dolan's uh, showing, totally oh. oh my god, <laughs> be amazing. That would be yeah. that would be amazing. I could just imagine. I mean, you know, he he's already had altercations with Oakley uh, last year. I think around around probably the same time he had another uh, another issue with a fan. Uh, who told him to sell the team, and then he said he was being, uh, uh, you know, uh, obscene. And then they said the fan, uh, essentially the security followed the fan outside of the, you know, the garden, like uh, across the street and a bunch <laughs> of other things. It was, it was on, like, outside the lines on ESPN. Uh, so so Dolan, obviously thin-skinned uh, when it comes to the criticism of his, of his underperforming team there in the garden. You know, you hear the free agency talk, uh, and and do you think guys like Kyrie – or, or Durant are actually looking to go play for, for Jimmy Dolan in New York? Um, you know, you put it that way. Uh, I think the idea of um, just going somewhere and doing you know, super team, um, it sounds appealing. I, I know, the Dolan, not sure. Uh, I think players would have to have a uh, trust in do something. We've seen Kyrie and uh, some issues he's had with here, and we've also seen, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, it was there in year with uh, skirmishes he was having with Drake and Green. Um, I think uh, he's going to be a free agent next year. So I do not think he is going to be a warrior um, in 2020. It might also not be. Oh, it's tough to say. Tough to say. Definitely with Kevin Durant, um, considering where model, you know, I mean, if you're set up in a position like, why would you want to leave? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. It, you know, Draymond Green, I, I, I had a lot of love for a guy. A lot of people, a lot of people give him a lot of criticism. I think he's one of the best, uh, best physical 
uh, and mental basketball players in the league. You know, he'll get under your skin. Uh, he plays passionately. Dude, dude does things, uh, some questionable things, you know, with the groin hits in a while. But he hasn't done that in a while. I think he's shaken that. I think that was when he was younger, and now he's matured a bit. Um, I, I, I love Draymond Green. I, I, he's one of my favorite basketball players. And there, there's not many guys that, that are going to go out there and give you the numbers that he gives you as far as, uh, as, far as just straight-up statistics and even those intangibles that don't count, like the fact that he is literally on the mind of anybody that he D's up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think he's one of the old school kind of basketball players just in your head and, um, you know, lets everything else uh, come to him. But I, I think uh, this year it's been a little bit of a down year for him. So we'll see uh, how he how he does in free agency or how he fares um, and where he might end up. Who knows? He could be a Laker. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man. If, if they got Draymond green, I would be jacked dude. Like that. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I, I don't even, I, I think I'm sure Ryan's still listening and, 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 uh, and, and whenever I think of Draymond green, I always think about that time that I, I got somebody really mad at me on Twitter. Cause I said, he looked like the dude that the, the D's nuts guy, you know, I got him. <laughs> D's nuts. Like said he looked like Weldon. Uh, yeah. Apparently I wasn't the only yeah. person that did that, but, but somebody actually came at me after I tweeted it out. Uh, but yeah, Dray- Draymond's the dude, and I, I would love to see him in purple and gold. That'd be that'd be pretty damn stellar. Um, you know, we have a little segment uh, on here, Tommy. Are you familiar with uh, our real MVP? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Do, yeah. do you have by chance a real MVP for this week? I do. Um, okay. And... Wait, 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 wait. I got to. Okay. I got to. We got to. We got to. We got an intro for this this uh, this segment, sir. We got an okay. intro. Okay. Let me play it. God. God. Here it is. <laughs> All the moms out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, got, um. we got we got we got real MVPs. Um, you know, it, it's it's really interesting. <laughs> let's see, let's hear yours, and then I'll go into mine. All right. Um, he has been putting up stats uh, the last six games. Um, he played uh, four within the last week, if we want to count today as well. Um, in the last six games, he's put up at least 24 points, uh, and he had a game winner over the Philadelphia 76ers, and that man is Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. That is going to be my MVP. Um, mostly also, I just wanted to include Zach Levine in this uh, um, segment just to let people know that he used to be a Minnesota Timberwolf, <laughs> <laughs> and we traded him for essentially nothing. So it's oh. uh, I'm okay over here. <laughs> but yeah, he, you got to give props to him. Um, I saw a stat the other day that said uh, he's put up the second most points to Russell Westbrook since the All Star break, um, which if you break that down to a science. I mean, Westbrook, uh, Westbrook, some people want to call him a shooting game. I mean, Zach Levine, probably the centerpiece for the Bulls at this point. Uh, there's not a whole lot else um, to talk about. Just a really young team. So, um, but yeah, that is my beat of the week is Zach Levine. Uh, mine's going to be, uh, I'm going to take it a little more, uh, take a little more obscure here. I know Ryan's a big soccer fan. Um, and, uh, and 
Birmingham City was playing against Aston Villa. And uh, about 10 minutes into the game, uh, a Birmingham fan ran onto the field uh, during a a dead period in play, charged at uh, Aston Villa's captain, Jack Grealish, and landed a punch on the side of his head, uh, knocked him to the ground. Yeah, so so apparently not only does the guy get knocked to the ground, the guy gets taken away. Jack Grealish uh, really sticks it to him. Uh, by hitting the uh, the game winner and scoring uh, in scoring to beat uh, obviously Birmingham City in the match. So so yeah, you took a shot from a fan, but uh, you stuck it to him in the most uh, most pivotal way ever and gave him uh, two L's. As I'm sure he will not be going uh, uh, onto any fields anytime soon. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Jack Grealish being my real MVP for for not only taking the punch, uh, he did get up also rather quick. So he wasn't flopping on the, uh, on the hit, oddly enough. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he handled, he handled business. You know, uh, you, I, I want to touch on, you, you talked about points with Zach Levine and, and I know we talked uh, kind of ad nauseum about LeBron James as, as most people do. Um, you know, I, I had, I had an inkling or a thought about, uh, about, you know, just some of these uh, stats when it came down to the points if Kobe Bryant played in the East uh, d- during during his tenure with his points, do you think his point total would be much higher? Um, there's always a debate between you know playing in the West, playing in the East. Um, we could always we could always speculate and say that maybe so, um, but I I, I mean. It would make the most sense, considering when Kobe played, I mean, the East was pretty, it was LeBron, um, you know, once Kobe was um, getting into, like, his older years, uh, then it was pretty much LeBron's league to lead, um, but, yeah, I would say so. I would say Kobe would definitely put up more points in the East, especially if he had to uh, <laughs> Toronto Raptors more often. Yeah, I uh <laughs> Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. No. <laughs> oh, that was good. I didn't expect that reference, but I'm I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure we have a lot of people that are pretty proud of that one. Um, you know, I'm looking at the standings because I I love talking about how I my my absolute disdain for the East. Um, their eight seed right now, the Miami Heat, are four games under 500. Meanwhile, our eight seed in the West, the San Antonio Spurs, are eight games above. Um, it's kind of ridiculous when I, I, I look at something like that. Um, let's see. The Kings in their league right now, they would be the eight seed if, uh, if they were in the East. Uh, and that's, that, that, says, that, that just blows my mind. If you were to put yeah. the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves in the East right now, they are the eighth seed um, in the, the East. Uh, the mm-hmm. Pel- uh, you'll see, how many games are the – the Suns would actually actually the Suns are better than the Knicks, so uh, <laughs> I rest my case. That's all, that, and that's all I got to say about that. The the fourteenth <laughs> the fourteenth best team in the the Western Conference is better than the bottom uh, bottom five teams in the East. Wow, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's and that's the Mavs. You know what I mean? Like, I I I, I can't. I still. It, it still wrecks my soul when I think about maybe LeBron's, uh, you know, I saw the meme when it says, how can the Lakers be in the East? And, it, and I was just, I was laughing a lot. 
because that, I gave them a lot of crap for that. The Lakers, they would be, they'd be like two games out, uh, you know, for, for the eighth seed in, uh, in there as far as it goes. So, yeah, I, I just – East is whack. They've been garbage. They're always going to be garbage. They're going to be super top-heavy and not as competitive. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. i got to bash the East. I gotta say though, I uh, you know, I I like I like the East. Um, you know, it's you're it's a Bulls lot. fan. I, I eh, you know, it's uh, it's a work in progress. We don't need to talk about them, but uh, I already <laughs> talked about them enough with Zach Levine. So that's all I gotta say about them right now. Um, but uh, you know, I mean the Bucks. Let's talk about the Bucks. Let's talk I mean, about the Bucks. Yeah. Yes. Giannis is from. Nets team keep adding from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Jay put money for the organization. But the Brooklyn is a free fall after that. Be a team of the future. Um, same goals, maybe, but. Yes, the West, the West is where it's at, but I will say the East definitely has its uh, superstars and uh, teams. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny they have superstars. I look, I look at, I like the Bucks. They're fun to watch. They, they score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points too, and that's, that's gonna see, that's where the things that like, I always like seeing the offensive juggernauts during the regular season, but when then, and then I like seeing how much they change during playoff season. All right. You look at throughout the years, those Phoenix Suns teams, the Houston Rockets are a case in point example. The, the, uh, the Clippers, you know, they, they all score a lot of points during the regular season. And then when teams actually buckle down and play defense in the postseason, you see teams like that get shut down because they don't know how to react when somebody really puts a body on them. When, when every foul does, it seems to be a little more physical of a game, and it's more reminiscent to the era that I appreciate as far as, uh, as, far as basketball goes. But, you know, as you mm-hmm. know and, and you'll see it happen. Uh, you know, I like uh, – I want to see what happens. You know, I would like for the the Bucks to make the finals. I would love to see the Bucks against uh, against Golden State. That would be my jam. I think that would be a great series. Oh yeah, uh, but is, I still I still think yeah. they would come up short. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was funny. World Series, you know, and and I you know I could say now no one will give me because I didn't have a record back then. Thing. You know, this date and time to say this, but I just you know, still think the Warriors are going to make this year and but then, and even with the game on drama that was going on back then, I just, that team is way too good not to win. They put up points, then they also can lock down. Um, but beyond this year for Golden State, I think it's a free-for-all for the NBA because, uh, you know, Thompson could leave. Um, Draymond could leave, KD could leave, Steph might be the only guy left in Golden State. Um, so, how about this? Could you ever, could you ever envision Steph Curry and LeBron together? No, that that won't happen. Why do you say that? Because because LeBron, unless the Lakers trade him, it's just not, it's not going to happen. That like yeah. that, yeah. That, like it, it, he doesn't have that many years left, and if he does, like. Is is he going to be comfortable coming off the bench at some point in his life? I I don't know. You know, 
At the I, bench? I, I I, Why don't you ask Carmelo? <laughs> Car- Carmelo loves coming off the bench. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's on uh, it right now. <laughs> oh, dang. Dang. Sorry. Dang. He needs to be on a team, though. Side note. No, he. No. Come on. One of the best offensive players of all time. I wouldn't even say that. He played in the East. Oh, come on. He's still playing in the NBA. It's not like he's playing uh, in the uh, MSIC against St. Cloud State. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you know, he might I, he might be coming off the bench there, too, though. You put him on St. Cloud's roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I always consider. I, I, I don't know if you were listening when I, we were having the talks about James Harden, but I said James Harden is nothing but a, a an upgraded uh, version of, um, of, of him. You know, I just feel like I feel like he's an offensive guy, and that's his specialty. Never played a lick of defense in his life. Um, you know, probably couldn't spell defense even if you got rid of the EF. Like if you just hit the D and then like the picket fence in the air, like they do at the the, the football games. Like, I I think that he would struggle, um, but you know Carmelo Carmelo has a place on a team. I I I don't know where. Uh, you know you you heard actually the Lakers being potentially one of those teams when they were still in the hunt. Not so much now. I don't know who's going to take a flag on him at this point, if anybody. Yeah, I uh, I just, I don't see it. Um, I see if, if he wants to come back, I. I'm thinking it might be next year if he's I just don't know who would take a chance at this point. Um um you know it's just unfortunate to see. I mean Carmelo he's had a great career. I mean he's he's uh the most decorated Olympian um for basketball of all time. Um yeah. Was yeah. he so, four? I believe yeah, I think so. Four. Um but uh yeah, I I I I think he could still be um, a solid player if he knew his role, but I just uh, I think he thinks in his mind he's a starter, um, and that's and that's that, and and uh, you know just like Tim Tebow thinks thought he was a quarterback, um, you know NFL career never panned out then. So oh my God, no, <laughs> uh, does he have it on here? Nope, nope, nope. He got rid of the Tebow sounder. That's good because I was really gonna get sad if I had to play that button. Um, you know, it's, oddly enough, you you brought him up, so I, I gotta ask. Uh, there was a really, I loved I loved him taking the digger early on in spring training, uh, and missing that that coming up short on that foul ball shot. Uh, what uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you think he actually gets a uh, actual major league uh, start for the Mets? I think eventually, yes. I don't know oh, when. Uh, um, it, it, maybe it's not going to be for the Mets. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if he if he keeps working at it, um, and you got to think uh, the publicity for that would just for whoever he would be with, you know, and it, uh, especially. If the Mets are bad this year again, um, you know, don't be surprised in September if uh, somebody gets a call up to sell some tickets. Oh gosh, jeez, that's so bad. Like I, I, I can. Here's the thing: only, only as the Mets. All right, like you know, there's a lot of little sibling step step sibling teams out there, and. Mm-hmm. 
and you know Los Angeles, you know you, you got the Lakers who are the real deal, and then you got the Clippers. All right, you got mm-hmm. uh, you know you got the Yankees, and then you got the Mets. I mean, it, it's these teams exist, and and that could only happen for a team like the Mets. Like it couldn't, that wouldn't happen for the Yankees. That wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Like that no. wouldn't that wouldn't happen. You know, like that, it's like it's like the Knicks. I, the Knicks have become the second best team in New York. You, you realize, like you were talking about the, the Brooklyn Nets earlier, the Nets, the Nets are more legitimate than the Knicks. Never in my life. <laughs> yeah. I think I would like, even, even when they had Jason Kidd and they were, they were balling out of control back in the day. Uh, you know, never in my life did I think that the Brooklyn Nets would be the, the pivotal New York arena team. Uh, and, and oh my God, yeah, Tebow. Well, if Tebow I, I starts think, for the Mets, I'm gonna lose my mind. I think uh, you know the thing with the Mets uh, and Tebow. I honestly think it's all for the uh, publicity stunt. Um, he's 30 years old too, and actually looking at his minor league stats uh, since he started playing in 2016, his stats have improved every year, um, slowly but surely. He hit 273 last year. Um, in double A ball, so um, I okay. In so double going A? back to what you were saying about him possibly <laughs> starting, I don't think. I think if it's going to happen, he's going to come off the bench and pinch hit for a pitcher, or something like something, pinch hitting in general. I think that's going to be you know the big pull. That's where we're going to see Tivo make his debut. I don't think it's going to be as a starter, but hey, I could be wrong. And like God, you said, you, it's only the Mets. You, you know what would happen though, right? He would pinch hit, and that son of a oh my god, he would crush one into into like shallow walk left. off. You know, what I, well, I don't know about a walk off, okay, but he <laughs> might he might he might tie the game or something stupid. Hit like a hit like a gapper to the double, uh, you know, a ga- uh, double to the gap, scoring a r- RBI. You know, cro- do the cross on his forehead, point finger to the sky, and then get yanked off for a pinch runner. Like that would just blow my mind. Oh my god! Well, if it, it would blow your mind, think about what ESPN is going to be all about. Oh my god! For... Skip, skip Bayless. <laughs> I told you he would be the best MLB player ever. Oh my god! god just, 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 meanwhile, meanwhile, you got to call the cops for me because you hear this. Yeah, and there I am falling over, just, just, uh, oh God, I, that just does not make me happy at all. No, no. Okay, all right. I, I have a, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think would happen first? Tim Tebow makes his MLB debut, or Johnny Manziel signs with an NFL team again? Oh, you know, the whole CFL thing has me really kind of sketched out. I want to know what's going on there because they, they've kept that pretty, pretty locked up. Oh um, yeah. 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 You know, he got, he got he, uh, re- released. Yep. Who was he's on the Montreal Alouettes or who, who was that? Um, uh, I, I Hamilton. Think he was, type. Yeah. 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 Well, I think he was with the Hamilton. He was with one of those two teams and then he got traded and ah, I forget which team he got oh, cut man. from. I think it was Montreal, but um, 
Yeah, they have. We gotta ask your Canadian, your Canadian wife. (laughs) She does not keep up with football Uh, in that country. It's it's okay. Most Canadians don't keep up with 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 the CFL either. It's okay. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I would say Tebow is the better shot at this point because if you're getting if you're getting traded and passed around in the CFL, um, you know, you're you're not you're not doing something right. If you got cut from your team there. Obviously, they, they, he's missed the mark. You know, I, I, mm. I wish him nothing but best when it comes to sobriety um, and, and the struggles that he's, he's dealt with. But, man, I, there's no way he's getting another, another shot in the NFL. Yeah. I, I would say the, the, uh, the AAF, I think uh, that's, his next, that's his next move. I think, I think his, uh, his contract rights are owned by one of the teams, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, get get ready for more of that. Honestly, uh, who wants to talk about Johnny Manziel anymore? That's uh, you, you know where he's going, uh, and, and and it'll definitely get talked about on on the WrestleCast show because because Vince McMahon's said it, it's coming back the XFL man. He's he's going to the XFL. <laughs> Johnny Manziel's going to be yeah. cutting promos in the center of the field, and it's going to be nuts. <laughs> he fits it. He fits the uh, fits the mold. I could definitely yeah. see that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll Pac-Man Jones is going to come back, and he, he's already done a wrestling oh. match, too. So, like, you, you know, that, that one's got double crossover potential. Pac-Man Jones yeah. just got arrested recently. I think it's like a th- – Breaking I think was, news. I don't know if it, <laughs> the sky is blue. Um, was it another strip club brawl? Because that would be the, uh, the actual uh, – <laughs> Pac-Man Jones. Uh, I got no, – you know, I, I, he got into a uh, incident with um, security, and then it ended up being police at a at a uh, casino in um, Indiana. There we go. So, yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, that's so that's and it was just five days ago. My God, yeah. Give it a yeah. re- give it a rest, Pac Man. Dang, he is not my MVP of the week. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> no, he is not, man. You know, uh, God, Pac Man Jones. <laughs> that just blows my mind. Uh, all the talent in the world, man, and these guys, these guys do that. But yeah, Tebow, Tebow's definitely going to start a Mets game before that happens. <laughs> yeah, what a hard left turn that took. Uh, anything else in this potpourri section that we have here? You got, you got any other fun, uh, fun little nuggets like that? Um. Well, shoot. Uh, I saw the other day. It was uh, pretty confusing to me. I thought I. Uh, time traveling machine back in time uh, i got a notification on my phone that tory hunter lays out for a nice catch and took Whoa. me a minute to realize that it was his son uh with oh. the angels organization so keep an eye on tory hunter jr um That's i think right. he's gonna start i think he's gonna start the season in um triple or not triple a excuse me um probably single a uh last year last year he i think last year was his first year for pro ball so He's got a ways to uh, work up the ladder, but it would be nice to see him in the league. Yeah, it's uh, let's see. Last year he did uh, what is PIO? Is that a, is that like an independent league? That's the Pioneer League, isn't it? Um, PI, PIO, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so so it's a it's like a rookie league or whatever. Yeah. But then um, 
Yeah, so he, he did all right. He he, he already did twenty. Uh, he did ninety seven games with the uh, for the for the A team this year as uh, as far as twenty eighteen goes. So he's putting in some work. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. Notre Dame alum. So I, I really wish uh, really wish he'd be playing some football because uh, he's he was a hell of a receiver there too. So um, God, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Notre Dame, you sent me a sweet pick, dude. Those jerseys. Mm, yeah, I'm a big fan of the navy blues. Uh, also, those Kelly Greens are just, they're probably my favorite um, out of all of them. But I will say, I've noticed this new fad baseball. And, you know, it's been around for softball for a while where they will wear dark colors, um, not only jerseys, but pants. And um, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of, like, the dark colored pants. Um, it just kind of looks a little different than, like, you know, gray or white or pinstripe or whatever you're. Uh, jerseys are but i noticed it's uh sound old as hell saying well i noticed a new trend in baseball i don't know if i like it so yeah <laughs> Thanks. grandpa Wita, everybody <laughs> grandpa Wita. um so oh, so obviously we're, we're closing up the, the the first show uh i think we did a great job i don't know we'll we'll, we'll get the reviews from the boss a little later um uh, Tommy, thank you for coming on tonight, man. You want to you want to plug the old the old Twitter there machine and and, and stuff before we uh, we close out. Sure thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter either just uh, by my name Tommy Wita W I I T A, or uh, you can just look up my handle. Um, you know, Jordan made you all aware of what it was, and it's at uh, my last name Wita and then underscore best. Um, because you know Wita best. That's and, right. Uh, DJ Khaled can't sue me because that's my name. <laughs> Cease and desist. Uh, I'm Jordan Jisker. This is Sportscast Radio, strongstylemedia.com. Uh, updates coming up soon. Uh, that being said, appreciate your listening. Good night.